0: Well we're coming up to Christmas time and it's Christmas present season and I wonder how you feel about jigsaw puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles. Uh, I might be controversial here, I'm not the biggest fan. In fact I can tell you the moment, the very day when I was put off from jigsaw puzzles. A group of us went on a little retreat from Manchester up to the Lake District. We had three days that we were there. We arrived, we had some teaching and some input and then it was break time. And someone found a 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. It gets worse. The puzzle uh, looked a little bit, we might have a picture on the screen in a moment, uh, a little bit like this. There we go. I couldn't find the exact one. Now if you can't make it out, there's a tiny little boat and a lot of blue water and sky that basically all looks the same. There were 14 of us on this trip away, three days, and so we set ourselves a task to complete the jigsaw puzzle. Now, we had other things we had to do, so every break time, late into the evening, people were scrambling. for. We were rubbish at it. We got nowhere close. Once you'd done the boat, how on earth are you meant to progress? I mean, you do the edge. Yes, I know that. But it was just a nightmare. And I wonder if for us, each year when Christmas comes round, it's like we zoom in on the boat. We see the boat of the baby Jesus be born. And maybe we just miss some of the astonishing surrounding. Maybe like the jigsaw puzzle, we just need to fill it out a bit more. Maybe bring a few more details. So what I hope to do this morning, uh, we'll see it on the next slide, I want to zero in on one of the verses, verse 18 from this morning. It says this, No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. I want to take that Christmas truth and look at a little bit at the verses around it and try and kind of bookend it with the jigsaw puzzle. We're going to try and just fill in some of that picture together. So before we begin, let's pray that God would use this time. Our Lord and God, we have prayed and sung that truth that your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. And we pray that that would be true this Christmas season, in all the messiness of life, in all the stress of this current moment. Lord, we need you to guide us, to show us how to live in your world with Jesus as king. So we pray you would enrich our lives through the study of your word this morning. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Amen. Now I have this clicker, I'm not sure if it's gonna work, so Piers might uh, click on for me if not. Uh, Okay, it's coming, it's coming, great, there we go. Uh, First up this morning, I wanted to see that closeness with God is something that we need. This verse is gonna talk about closeness with God, and actually, as part of the Bible story, we see that as just something that humanity needs. At first piece of the jigsaw puzzle, well, we're going to go and see that this is the truth uh, right from the beginning of the Bible. Um, now, uh, this verse jumped out to me because it says no one has ever seen God. And of course, we're going to see in a few moments' time that's true. Jesus' relationship with God the Father is unique, but it also just rings a little bell for us no one's ever seen God? Wait a second, wait a second, I feel like there was a time when people did see God, not in the way that Jesus knows God and we're going to see that, but there was a moment, wasn't there, back at the very start of the world before it all went wrong, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden walked and talked with God. They knew God face to face Um, We had friends when I was at uni, I, I never joined them. Every year, once a year, they would do this thing in their church where they'd spend the Saturday from like breakfast time through to dinner and they would study the first three chapters of Genesis. They would just look at those first three chapters and work through it and work through it because they're so foundational to the truths of the Bible. And they love chapter one and chapter two where we see humanity in this great relationship with God, in this brilliant world that God has made. But of course, for all the rest of human history, something went wrong. We see the world broken and ruined. You do not need long to flick on your radio or turn on TV, even long before the coronavirus pandemic, to know that our world is broken and ruined. And yet something of that closeness of God is what human beings were made for. We see the kind of tearing apart of the world in genesis 3 when sin comes in the destruction that comes it's not the way this world is meant to be we're meant to have that close walk relationship with god and we could kind of track that story throughout the bible abby very helpfully read for us one high point of that this morning we saw solomon in the temple. It's our second thing that we're going to see this morning. If we need closeness with God, well, actually when God comes close, it's somewhat shocking. Abby read it really well for us. The pause before verse 27 in 1 Kings. You don't need to turn there. I'll just read it for you. Will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain you how much less this temple I have built. It's just such a shock to Solomon that God's going to come close in this way. In fact, in the very first verses of that reading, we see that the priests who were going about their ordinary everyday job, they can't do it anymore. God comes close, fills the temple, and the people have to clear out God's presence on earth was just so kind of refined, powerful, they had to move out of the way. And we see that at other times, glimpsed throughout the Bible's story. See that closeness with God coming near to us. Um, I don't know if you spend much time on YouTube, maybe some of the younger members of our church family spend time searching on YouTube, and occasionally on YouTube you get a craze, you get a kind of uh, something that just kicks off unexpectedly, and a few years ago the craze was to watch people power wash things, I mean I have to say I have watched, oops sorry we jumped too far, power washing. Um, and basically there was this one guy who made tons of YouTube videos of going to, like I don't know, swimming pools or wherever that were just kind of had been left to overrun, mucky, and he'd get out this incredibly powerful power jet washer and he'd apply it to the spot and it would blast away all the dirt and grime. Um, I looked up uh, just before I came out the other day, I was like, I should see how many people have actually watched this video. About three million had watched one of his top videos. People sat and watched ten minutes of him just cleaning this thing very slowly. Uh, if that's you, uh, there you go, you've got an afternoon of activity ahead. Um, but you know what? It's something like that when God comes close throughout the Old Testament, uh, when Moses takes them up, goes up and meets God at the mountain. The people are terrified. They don't want to go close. Here, when Solomon receives the dedication of the temple, well, the priests have to clear out. Pretty terrifying. A bit like if we could, if we could jump in our rocket ship and fly towards the sun, well, we couldn't get close. We wouldn't impact the sun. The sun would impact us. And we see this kind of dazzling perfection of God coming and living with sinful human beings. And people, well, the reaction is to wonder and puzzle. Solomon says, will God really dwell on earth? And yet Solomon, within this passage, recognizes that God is a promise-keeping God, that God has made great promises even way back in Genesis 3 to fix the problem, someone will come who will crush sin and death. So as we're building up our jigsaw puzzle, before we get to the boat of Christmas with the familiar stories, I'm sure for many of us, let's just see those first two things again. Closeness with God is what humanity needs. But actually throughout the Old Testament, closeness with God seems shocking even to Solomon, who knows God very well. Will God really dwell on earth? Now, of course, we're coming to the Christmas story, John's incredible epilogue. I wonder how many times he tried to write chapter one and thought carefully about the words and the phrases he would use. And we're going to see thirdly this morning that Jesus shows us in a unique way what that closeness with God looks like we think, don't we? Emmanuel, God with us. That's the Christmas message. You might have received a Christmas card that looks something a little bit like this. Emmanuel, God with us. And yet think about that for Solomon. God with us? Uh, yes, with us by his mighty power in the temple where not many people can go and where we've got to be really careful how we approach God. Can you just imagine how mind-boggling it would have been for Solomon if he could have had a glimpse of this future coming king? Uh, Tim Keller, who I noticed uh, we're going to be reading some of his reflections uh, if you follow that series coming up. Uh, Tim Keller tells a great story about going to a farm, farm in America, Uh, I think it's him, Uh, and he visits this farm, And uh, they're having dinner. I presume they're outside from what he's saying within the story. And the farm is very close by. So they're in very close proximity to the actual bits of the working farm. Anyway, they're sitting out there. It's just him and this family. They're sitting having this dinner. And he describes this kind of incredible noise as a shotgun goes off. Bang! and startles him so much that he like juggles his plate that he's holding almost drops all this food on the floor and the family they don't even flinch don't even move or react to this shotgun going off and of course it's just part of the normal life of the farm they in fact it's a pre-programmed shotgun to scare the birds off the fields off the crops now the family know it happens at this point every day So when it goes off they just keep eating their food as you would expect but keller sitting there he gets the shock of it for the very first time and we are we're used aren't we to the church looking lovely at christmas to the tree behind us to sending gifts and cards and yet i wonder if we miss the shock that we're going to see in these verses that john's going to paint for us of jesus Jesus coming to dwell among us. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. We sing it, don't we, at virtually every carol service. A brilliant, wonderful song. And yet Solomon, if he was thinking joy to the world, the Lord has come. Terror to the world, fear for the world, the Lord has come. God in all his power and glory coming close to sinful people. Wow, how can this be? How can can we hold those things together? Well, if you've got a Bible, let's just spend a few moments looking at these words that John paints for us of the coming King. We're on page 1063. We're going to start from verse 14. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen the glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John the Baptist testified concerning him, crying out, This is the one I spoke about. He who comes after me surpasses me because he's before me. Out of this one's fullness we have received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. This coming king, drawing near to us, brings grace upon grace, grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. It's why when we teach the kids about Christmas, we don't have any scare tactics. It's not a fearful thing, it's a wonderful thing. It's not Solomon and the priest in the temple having to move out of God's way, it's God come near in a way that I just think Solomon would never have expected, couldn't have even dreamed of. But it goes further than that as Jesus comes close. This coming king, he will bring closeness with God. Let's have a look. Closeness for us again. If Jesus shows us a type of closeness with God, well, it's part of that jigsaw puzzle, almost the final piece, that that will be our story drawing closer with God too. Verse 18 picks up this idea. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who's himself God and is in closeness relationship with the Father has made him known. Uh, some of you know that we're uh, Alex and I and uh, a few others are studying at Oak Hill currently. And one of the joys that we have is to do Greek. And to try and learn some words and they teach you like the easy vocab at the start stuff that comes up a lot and but this idea of close relationship with god pretty unique word pretty unique idea that in fact lots of different ways to kind of think about it Uh, this is how they've gone for close relationship tightly with god but actually i think that last little bit which i highlighted in the red there helps us understand it's not just something that we can just need to think and imagine about it's been made known in jesus Jesus comes close to us and gives us a promise that we will be close to God again. This picture might help you think about the kind of closeness as we think of Christmas and families gathering or wanting to gather. Oh, we'll get there. The closeness wrapped up. Do you know what? The story of the Bible doesn't stop with a little baby. We've sung it this morning. We've thought about it all through history. We thought about Jesus, his second coming, as we prepare for Advent. So hopefully the pieces of the puzzle are beginning to just vaguely slot into place. Genesis, we see that we're meant to have that close relationship with God. It's broken, but God promises that it won't be broken forever. Forever solomon's amazed that god would even come in that form to the temple we should be amazed that jesus will come at christmas even though it's so familiar to us and that one day the bible says we are heading to that close relationship where we will see god face to face and i had this experience uh, of seeing face to face having only done zoom with my niece She was born, uh, I think she's maybe like 16, 18 months old now, and I got to see her and hold her for the first time a couple of months ago. Seen her lots on Zoom, and you know what it's like with a kind of under two-year-old. Quite hard to kind of interact on Zoom, quite hard to get a sense of personality over the screen in a few moments. Maybe you've experienced that yourselves. But getting to be with her, her name's Lydia, and see her and interact with her, and she was playing with some toys and just seeing her personality come out. Oh, wow. Uh, We were asked the other day, actually, what do you think Jesus will look like? What do you think his smile will look like? One day we will see God face to face when every tear will be wiped and the wrong of sin will be wiped from the world too. So as we spend time over this christmas season let us not be too familiar let us catch that startling admission that god has come close so that we could know him well as we head towards a close let me just give you uh, three quick reflections and that i've been thinking through as i've kind of pondered through this reality so easy for me and for you, I'm sure, just to kind of slip past, think Christmas is great, onto to the next thing. And um, three reflections from the Christmas story. Uh, firstly, awe-inspiring worship. Um, I was downstairs with the kids uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, one of the things that they're trying to do each week, um, they're going through some teaching at the moment, and one of the outboxes each week is just to think, how does this raise our awe of who God is? I don't know about you, I, for, because the Christmas story is just so fresh and so kind of we hear it year by year, and I often think of God's humanity in Jesus. Um, Jesus walking and talking and eating and interacting with people, just like we'll interact at the end and have a cup of tea or whatever. I think of Jesus in that way and God in that way. But of course that's not the only reality. Solomon knew God in a very different way. We see the power and the might of God. I think, wow, this is almost unbelievable, isn't it? That the God who made the heavens and the earth, that holds all things together right now, would come close in this way and open up that closeness of relationship to us. You want an example of that from the Christmas story? Luke 2 is, your, is my starter for you. There are others. Luke 2, the shepherds, They're awe-inspired by their encounter with the angels and with the Messiah. I need a bit more awe at Christmas, not just COVID news and headline figures, but awe about who Jesus is and, and what he's done. And I pray that as we sit and reflect on the Christmas story, it will build our awe and our wonder. Secondly, I think these truths of a world gone wrong, but with a God who promises to fix it, should indeed give us hope in the darkest of times if you want the first to look up later go to matthew chapter 4 actually after the the birth story Jesus' ministry reflecting back upon the light that comes into the darkness the land of zebulun and naphtali has seen a great light the people living in darkness Maybe you feel like it's been very dark these past couple of years. It certainly, it's felt very up and down, hasn't it? Well, into that darkness steps a saviour. We know it, don't we? We know it, we sing about it, we feel it, and yet we need to know it more deeply. Well, thirdly, how then are we going to keep that in the front of our minds? thirdly this verse promises that there is a god that we can know personally deeply that one day we will walk with and talk with if we trust in him a god we can know now in part as we pray and read the scriptures as we gather with other believers and talk about what god means to us as we hear testimony of ways god has impacted our lives and other lives God, that we can know through the power of his Spirit come to live inside us. Wow, Solomon wouldn't have been ready for that one, I don't think. God come in flesh in the baby Jesus and the Holy Spirit inside us if we're believers this morning. God, we can know. And a God who knows us. Let me read to you that verse again. No one has ever seen God's But God, the one and only Son, who is Himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made Him known. He's knowable to each of us this morning, this Christmas, to our friends and families in a broken world. I don't know about you, but I kind of long to see God and know Him a little bit more clearly. Let me leave you with one final illustration or thought. Sometimes I hear Bible teachers or I, I hear someone reflect or share something of their talk story, maybe they cast a vision for how to live in a godly way as a Christian, and I think, yes, that is what I want in my life. It's like the kind of ray bursting through the sunshine. They're like, yes, I want to know God in that way. And it's like you kind of get that clarity of vision. Think, yes, that is the God I know, and that I bit by bit stumblingly try and follow. Yes, that's it. And then what seems to happen is that moment can last so, so shortly and be cluttered in with everything else. The busyness of life, the demands of getting the next thing done or sorting out the next activity. Just the the wear and tear of sickness and sin. And then occasionally there'll be another moment of that glimpse of light. And I think, yes, that's what I longed for. That's what they were talking about. Let me try and go in that direction again. And life throws its stuff on me. And as I think about this verse from John, Wow, there is a day coming when all the stuff of life won't clutter in anymore. When you and I will genuinely, in a real physical way, walk and talk and know God. We'll see Him face to face, like I can see you guys now, or you can see me if you're watching on YouTube. We'll be face to face, we'll walk with Him, we'll talk with Him, we'll know the certainty of His promises. But in this life, I need those glimpses. I need to pray for more of that, that clarity, that vision. Well, the Bible tells me, this verse tells me that God is knowable. In the story of Christmas this year, as Jesus comes close, you and I can know God. Let me pray for myself and for you and for those watching that we would know God this Christmas season. Let's pray together. Lord, would you give us those glimpses day by day, bit by bit, that would sustain us, that would help us as we try and navigate the stresses, the dangers of this life. This Christmas story, would you build our awe that little bit more? Would you give us light in the darkness? And would you keep us going day by day until that wonderful, wonderful day coming very soon, we trust? when we will walk with you face to face. We will live in your brilliant new home, new heavens and new earth forever. Lord, we just ask that you would sustain us on that path. In Jesus' name we plead and pray. Amen.